Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, five-star rate, and review this podcast. And if you want to listen to our full content, go ahead and jump on over to patreon.com. That's uh, patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, and become a $5 a month supporter of ours, and you can access all of our content past, present, future, and uh, and even premium content for the life of the time that you are a uh, subscriber, a supporter that way. Um, your support of this podcast actually helps us continue to do it, get the word out to other people, and help equip disciple makers just like you to continue to make disciples and to do it better and better and better. And for those of you who are already supporting our podcast, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot that there are people out there who are passionate about making disciples and who are interested in learning ways to become better and better in serving our King. Now, if you haven't downloaded our app yet, you I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? You need to download our app. Go to either the iTunes store or the Google store, search for Contagious Disciple Making, and you'll be able to download that app for free. And in that app, you'll have a, uh, access to a calendar of events. You'll have access to blog posts. You'll have access to our podcast, the free podcasts, and links to the paid ones tied to the episodes they're in. I mean, and, and so much more. Uh, and you'll be able to join a community of men and women just like you on our Facebook prayer page. But you don't have to go to Facebook to find it download the app, and there's a button that says CDM Prayer Page. You click on that, and it takes you straight there. Straight there! If you haven't gotten our app yet, go ahead and go to the store right now and download it, and then come back and listen, because I am super excited about what we're talking about today. Today, in our first part of the show, we're going to be talking about mentoring. And then in the second part of the show, we're going to be talking about how, if you're an isolated leader, how do you get mentoring, okay? So let's just dive into this first part. What is mentoring? Well, in leadership development, inside movements, there are three main components. One is training. Training is something to get the minimum amount of information that you need in order to take the first best step forward, the logical next step in what we're doing, okay? So training is super important. I mean, if you without training, you're not going to know the next thing to do. You're not going to know the minimum amount of information to get started. But you can't stop with training alone because you got to take that training and turn it into action and turn it into habits. And that's where coaching comes in. And CDM is huge on coaching. We coach right now, I think about 84 men and women around the world are receiving coaching through us to help take what they learned in training and apply it within their lives to make it a habit and, and troubleshoot the ways that it needs to be adapted for their particular ministry uh, context. And that's what we are all about doing. Whether you're a, a mom who homeschools, whether you're a professional, whether you're a, a um, 
a ministry leader. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. We love to be able to come alongside and to coach you. I think our youngest coaching client is 17 years old and uh, and she ends up getting coaching with her dad. And it's super exciting to be able to talk to her about how she's applying this within her life and her context. So coaching is for everyone. It helps you take the training you've received and put it into action. Now, the next one, the one we're going to focus on today is mentoring. Mentoring is quite a bit different from coaching. Now, now it's interesting when you when you get coaching, you're also going to continue to get training. And when you get mentoring, you're going to get coaching and training as part of that package together. And so, uh, but mentoring has its own unique, is its own unique animal. You see, there is a passage of scripture, just to kind of unpack this a little bit. There's a, there's a passage in scripture that talks about the four uh, soils of your heart, right? Of, of, of uh, people who are receptive to the gospel. That's typically how it's read. You know, there's the, the stony ground, there's the, you know, the path, I think it's the path, the stony ground, the weeds, and then the fertile soil that bears fruit up to a hundredfold. Now, I didn't think of this myself. Uh, Rebecca, who is also on this podcast, and she's coming back soon. Uh, she's getting settled and everything. I can't wait to be able to do this with her again. But Rebecca brought to mind, she says, you know, Paul, um, what if this so- what if our heart is these soils? And that any point in time, our heart could be the stony ground and the gospel of the kingdom hits our heart and becomes stony and gets snatched away and it doesn't cause any change. Or what if it hits and it springs up, but it's shallow and and uh, it doesn't have any roots and then it gets washed away? Uh, what if it's weeds come up and strangle it and keep it from bearing fruit and everything? So it's there, but it's not, it's not going beyond that. And then what if if you know it's that fertile soil and then it continues to bear fruit and fruit that multiplies and fruit that is helpful. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is a great, great under help. Well, let's put it this way. It helped me understand and get a tool to evaluate my own heart. Am I stony right now? Am I shallow? Do I have weeds? Or am I fertile and able to bear fruit that multiplies, fruit beyond what I can do myself? Mentoring is about having someone in your life that's helping you go in and looking at the soils and helping you move and do what's necessary to break up the soil so that it can become soil that bears fruit over a hundredfold. That's what it's all about. Now, you might say, well, how does that work exactly? Well, you know, all of us in our lives, we have sin. We have sin. And some of that sin is deeply rooted into just daily habits. Some of it's, uh, you know, tied to our, you know, our backgrounds. Each of us is bent towards particular sins and and away from others and uh, those kind of things. So, when you're dealing with mentoring, we're dealing we're often dealing with those sinful patterns in someone's life that are keeping them from being the person that God wants them to be, that's keeping them from having that fruit and bearing it a hundredfold. Okay. Um, the other thing that mentoring can deal with is sometimes we've got things in our life that are holding us back from being the person that God wants us to be um, that are uh, bad habits. 
you know, just a bad habit. Uh, or a lack of a good habit. Maybe it's not a bad habit you need to replace, but maybe it's a good habit you don't have and you need it in your life. And so what mentoring does is it starts to dive into someone's life and and talk through the things that are going on and replace it. Now, mentoring does not uh, replace professional counseling. So a professional counselor is someone who is has a specific set of training uh, based on years of experience um, in the community itself that's been passed on to deal with the core issues in someone's life. And counseling could be part of mentoring, but mentors aren't all counselors and definitely not licensed professional counselors. In fact, as a mentor myself, when I'm mentoring people, I will often refer them to counselors because a counselor is going to have tools to help them deal with things that we identify that I don't have. And they need to be able to talk to someone who's a professional and professionally trained in order to help them. And so as a mentor, then in those cases, the mentoring conversation revealed the issue. And then the mentor refers them to a counselor or says, hey, go get a counselor, um, preferably a good licensed, trained Christian counselor who can come in and help actually work through that. So, so mentoring is all about identifying those places in our lives, whether it's, like I said again, um, sinful places, places where we, we lack good habits, or places where we just have bad habits. And the whole goal of mentoring is to deal with those things that are chewing up our time and our abilities in order to, um, in order to release that brain space so that the gospel of the kingdom is now fertile. If you, if you want to sit there, the way Rebecca often says it is it's digging up the rocks out of the soil or the weeds out of the soil or adding in food and nourishment into the soil so that the gospel of the kingdom can come and it can get God's kingdom come and his will can be done right in my own life as it is in heaven. And that's what mentoring is all about. Um, so in terms of mentoring, you know, how, what does that, uh, what does that kind of look like in terms of expectations? Well, let me just tell you, I train, I've trained thousands of people, thousands of people. And I mean, I'm coming up on two decades of experience in, in movement and ministry. And so I've, in, in those two decades, I have trained literally thousands of people. Uh, I've coached hundreds of people. I mean, right now in CDM, Rebecca, between Rebecca and myself and our growing team, we are coaching 85 men and women around the world and helping them apply things there. Mentoring, I've mentored less than 10. Because a mentoring relationship is, is a deeper kind of relationship that requires an incredible level of trust. And it's an investment of time and energy, and love, and care, and concern beyond what you can give to the masses. So what do I look for in terms of people that I might mentor? And then we'll talk about maybe what you might look for in a mentor. Um, first of all, I, I look for people who uh, love the Lord. I'm not going to be a good mentor for someone who isn't following Jesus. And when I say love the Lord, I don't just mean they're on fire and going to church every day. I mean, 
Are they actively looking in their lives and seeking to obey God, even imperfectly? Are they working to obey? Are they striving to obey God's word? And they see that obedience as an expression of their love for him. Are they, uh, the other thing I look for is, are they teachable? Are they defensive all the time? Um, Are they unwilling to have somebody speak hard things into their life? Uh, then if they are, then it's going to be really hard for us to do mentoring. The other thing that's a subtle one about unteachability is they may quickly admit mistakes and problems, but then they don't do the put in the effort to fix the problem. I had a guy that I was mentoring once um, that that was his problem. Very quickly, he would own his issue. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my bad. I, I did that wrong, those kind of things. But over time, it was very clear that he would never take the steps to correct it long term. He was great at saying, I'm sorry, and not good at making change. And that made him unteachable. And I was unable to mentor him very, very far into his life and ministry. Um, so the other things that I look for in so mentoring, you know, do they love the Lord? Are they teachable? Um, are they interested in making disciples? And if, because uh, I've got a narrow focus and I can't mentor everyone in the world who, who needs it. There's a lot of people that do. We need more mentors out there. But I go, are they focused on making disciples and seeking to establish movements? And that helps make sure that I am focused on mentoring the people whose passions, call, and commitment align with mine. Now, they could be, um, they could be in various walks of life seeking to do that. But what I want them to be, I'm not concerned that they're a plumber or a teacher or a pastor. I'm concerned with, are they seeking to make disciples? Do they see their role as a plumber to, that it gives them access and ability to make disciples? So you see the role as a teacher to give them access and ability to. They see the role as a pastor to give access and ability to make disciples, to expand the kingdom of God wherever it would go. So those are the three big ones um, that it looks that I look for in in mentoring and and everything or people that I'm that I'm going to mentor. Now, in terms of finding a mentor and what does that look like? Well, um, I think you can kind of reverse that, right? Does your mentor? Uh, first of all, you need to re- realize your mentor is a human being and is imperfect and all of that but just like the you know I told you at the beginning when you're look when you're um with what I'm looking for in a mentor you look for similar things are they um do they love the lord their god with all their heart with all their soul with all their mind with all their strength does that loving god reflect itself in obedience uh, the obedience that we see in John 14 and 15, even though it's an imperfect world, are they doing that? Are they teachable? Can you see places in their life where they have they are learning and growing? And if you ask them about it, can they can they articulate where they're growing right now in their life and what they're working on to become better? Um, I think also that if you're looking for one like for disciple making movements, do they have enough experience in the field? It, it needs to be a breadth of experience and a depth of experience. So that they, are they applying it widely and helping people widely across a bunch of places? Or, and, and, or are, they, are they diving deep and, and becoming personal practitioners of uh, these things? And uh, like I said, the goal of mentoring is to identify those areas in our life that are holding us back from being the people that God had created us to be 
and keeping us from effectively doing the things that God made us to do. And so when you're looking for a mentor, you want someone who has that. Um, I don't go for, uh, I don't mean to be um, anti-age or anything like this, but I go for, men, and maybe age is probably the wrong way to look at it, but I go for mentors who have experience, uh, a depth of life experience. Um, I don't think that if you're married that it's, you, you know, you have to have a mentor who's been married. I think that single people sometimes can even be better at relationships than married people and often have a lot to speak into a married person's life. Now, that's another podcast later, but I think married people often discount single people and say they don't understand uh, when in reality they understand relationships very, very well. And they can speak into those. I think that um, the same is true of, of children and everything, that there are aspects of being a parent that are difficult to understand if you don't have children yourself. But that does not mean that a mentor has also been parented. And maybe that mentor is an older brother or a sister or a, an uncle or an aunt and they have experience working with children, so they may not have children of their own, but they can look in and say, hey, this is good, this is bad, this is what I've seen and applied. So just be very careful that not to limit your mentor uh, based upon you know that, because experience, just because you're married doesn't mean you have experience, really, um, in terms of good, healthy experience. Uh, and a single person might have more experience when it comes to relationships. Um, and be able to speak in that way. So sorry, that was a little bit of a, tie, a side tangent there, but I think it's really important as we're looking for mentors um, to understand that we're looking for someone who loves the Lord, who's teachable and growing themselves, who has a depth and breadth of life experience that they can bring into the conversation to help you move forward. They need to be someone that you trust, um, someone who is okay with you asking them the same questions that they're asking you. Because they ask you a personal question, are they open to come back? Because mentoring is kind of a reciprocal relationship of walking alongside one another. When I, when I think in the Bible of mentoring relationships, I think D Jesus and his disciples. I think of uh, Barnabas mentoring Paul. And I think of um, you know, Paul mentoring uh, Timothy and uh, Titus and some others. And so I think that there's all of those are right there. Now, what happens when you're hanging out with your mentor? Um, well, you know, your mentor is going to not just ask you questions about ministry, about making disciples, um, like a coaching session might be very focused on that. But a mentor is going to sit there and talk to you about, hey, how's your family doing? Uh, how are you growing in your relationships? Are you investing in in your family or the people that you have called family? How are you walking out? Uh, honor your father and mother and the Lord for this is right. How are you walking out? Love your neighbor as yourself. How are you walking those things out there? Um, how is your relationship with the local body of Christ? I mean, I'm not a stickler for attending a legacy church or a, or a house church, but I'm sitting there saying, are you connected with a body of Christ? And, and by connected, I mean not just showing up, but you're starting to get to know people and you're, and they're start, and you're starting to open your home for them to come in. Uh, and are you practicing that kind of hospitality? Um, 
and everything. Uh, so, um, you know, that's, that's a, a, a thing that I'll wrestle with. Um, you know, what are, you know, how are, you know, what I'll even ask people what their childhood was like growing up. Cause I want to understand them and understand where they're coming from. I want to talk about conflict and how it's, how they've worked through conflict and, uh, and everything just to learn more and more about them um, to be able to see and identify some of those things. And I, I want to be able to, with a mentor, a mentee, sorry, a mentee, to be able to, um, you know, uh, observe them too, like even go and spend time with them, to be in their home and see how they interact with people and to be in various life circumstances as well. Because in seeing that, I can identify various things. I can identify whether they're short of temper. I can identify whether they're chaotic um, I can identify all those things. And it's not, and the, the attitude for me as a mentor is not one of, I've got this figured out, now you need to work on it. It's saying, hey, I noticed this thing. Um, let's talk about that. And then sometimes a mentor, like I mentioned before, will see things that they're going, you know, I can't help you with that. That seems, that, that issue seems to be way rooted way deeper than I'm going to be able to do it. I don't have all of the tools to be able to help you. So let's get you some counseling as well, or let's dive into this book. For me, um, I'm you know mentoring some guy. In fact, I have a as a time of this recording, I've got a mentoring meeting uh, this afternoon uh, with one of the people that I'm working with, and I like to uh, you know we have the conversations and we use various tools to help. Spark conversations around things. And so one of the books that I'm currently working with my mentee through is the um, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Uh, I believe that's the right name of the title. And uh, you can get online and, and, and look at it through Amazon, but uh, it helps to dive into stories. And I'll ask them, tell me a story. Was this present in your life? How is it working for you? How, did you overcome it? What have you learned from it? And so that book particularly in each chapter raises up issues that we can talk about and wrestle with. Once again, the goal is to how do we bring the Bible into whatever it may be. Like I said, sinful uh, sin, bad habits, um, the lack of good habits, uh, what, lack of experience, uh, lots of those kind of things. So that's what mentoring is all about. Now, why is mentoring important? Uh, because as, as you grow as a movement leader, um, the systems that you've developed to cope in life and to grow in life are going to be tested. They're going to be tested by persecution, tested by spiritual warfare, and tested by being around other human beings, uh, tested by the scope of ministry. I mean, if you go from only discipling, you know, your kids or, an, or one or two people to now you're, you're trying to develop and grow leaders across uh, you know, hundreds of people, those systems you've had in your life are going to be tested. And many of them, they worked when we had no ministry or a small ministry, um, but they will not work under the increased pressure. It's like a bridge built for five people to pass at one time would not support the weight of a hundred people running across it at one time. 
And so mentoring comes in and looks at the systems of life and the way we've been living it. And they sit there and they come in and they're like, okay, let's deal with that. Because that's a, that's a molehill right now. But when we put the pressure of everything on top of it, it's going to become a mountain. And so you need to find uh, someone who can be mentoring you and helping you move forward as you grow in in leadership and uh, everything else. So um, I hope that this has given you an understanding of mentoring, understanding of its role in movement. Uh, we saw this happen in, in, in places in Africa where you had high-capacity high leaders receive training and, training, and they applied the training at their up to their current level of, of capacity, which was huge. And, and so we watched you know, the, the movement grow. But then we watched it plateau because they would hit situations they weren't familiar with and didn't know how to apply. That's coaching. And then their lives would be tested and they wouldn't have the capacity to be able to face the new pressures that movement was putting upon them. And that's mentoring. And once we went in and started offering coaching and mentoring, we watched the movement go from plateau to explode. It could be, it could be that some of the struggles you're facing in mentoring, um, or I'm sorry, facing in movement are, are there because either you're not being coached or you're not being mentored. And if you want to reach out to us at CDM and ask us about our group coaching, uh, then I'd love to be able to talk to you about that. If you want to look at our internship program and, uh, and reach out and talk about that and what it would look like, that's the context in which we do mentoring. Um, it's, it requires a commitment, and so it's an internship uh, program. That's the context we do mentoring within CDM. And uh, I'd love to be able to talk to you about that as well. Now, in the second part of the show, we are going to dive into how do you get, what is, men, how does an isolated leader find mentoring? Um, so, and, and for example, how do I get mentoring? Where, where is that happening in my life? Do I have a direct mentor right now? You know, what does that look like? And so that's what we're going to be talking about in part two. So you have been listening to the CDM podcast. Now, I want to encourage you right now, before you do anything else, go to your um, iTunes, go to wherever you downloaded this podcast. And if you can, like, star, give us a five-star rating, write us a review. All of those things help bump that podcast up and make it more visible to more people, more disciple makers just like you, so that we can help get the word out, and help everyone become passionate about making disciples and seeking movement. Now, if, uh, if you're interested, which I really hope you are, um, I want you to go ahead and become a $5 a month supporter on Patreon for us. You'll find that at patreon.com slash faithworks. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash faithworks. Just for $5 a month, you can support it and listen to the premium content, which would be the second half of the show where we're going to be talking about mentoring for the isolated leader. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast. To hear part two, become a supporter on our Patreon page. If you're listening in the CDM app, you can click below or you can find the link in the description. For coaching or other resources, 
connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app.